Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. And so uh, we've got Colonel Mike Hager on the Hodges Glass Little Rock Glass Hotline. Uh, we didn't get a chance to see it, Roger, but I was. Uh, uh, good morning, Colonel. How are you? Hey, I'm great, guys. How are you? Good. So I, I didn't get a chance. I saw it teased. Uh, Mike, uh, on, the, on the piece, and why don't you, for those who didn't see it, sort of describe what happened and then maybe what you felt was left out of the story last night you need to share. Okay. Well, first of all, we appreciate you guys giving us the opportunity to come on and kind of, as Paul Harvey would say, tell the rest of the story. Sure. So we had, uh, it's been a few weeks ago now, uh, Little Rock Police attempted to stop a vehicle traveling well over 100 miles per hour on Interstate 30, or I'm sorry, 630. Uh, they pursued the vehicle for uh, right at five miles. Uh, the entire time, the vehicle was in excess of 100 miles per hour, uh, did not have their headlights on, did have emergency flashers on, but there were no headlights or taillights. The vehicle was weaving in and out of traffic. The vehicle passed two exits that would go to major hospitals, uh, UAMS and St. Vincent's, all of which is important because as police officer, you're you're putting together the totality of the circumstances, and you're trying to you know kind of get an idea of um, what's going on. And so, the vehicle makes it up to uh, the Baptist exit. We had a trooper that was sitting on the shoulder um, just before the exit, and he sees the pursuit coming up behind him. Um, he clocks the suspect vehicle at 115 miles per hour. He pulls out. Um, the vehicle takes the bad mistakes that he immediately p- performs a TBI and does this for a lot of reasons. Uh, the number one reason being that that vehicle is now going into an area that has heavy pedestrian traffic. Um, a lot of people coming in and out of the hospital and, and you've got to get that stopped immediately. You have to remember law enforcement at this point has no idea why this person is refusing to stop. So the thing that was more concerning to us is that all this information was made available to the media outlet that ran this story. Um, we encouraged them to uh, show the video from Little Rock PD. Little Rock PD's communication director reached out to them as well, offered to give their statement um, on the incident, and none of that was done. So, you know, as we've talked about before, we're, we're humans and we're going to make mistakes. But I would argue that we're one of the most transparent uh, occupations in the country. Everything we do is in front of audio and video. And it's not a healthy thing for our community to not trust their law enforcement. And when we do make mistakes, we know the media is sitting back on uh, on go to air those mistakes. Um, it's become big business for them. It gets a lot of ratings. We've seen that done on a national stage now for quite some time. But it's not common for it, honestly, to happen locally and it's very disappointing it's discouraging to see that happen and we felt like we owed it to the community and we owe it to our troopers to come on here and kind of tell the rest of the story i think it's important to know again i the, the key there i've heard the situation before you're rushing to the hospital and say your, your wife's having a baby whatever the situation is if you're doing a hundred miles an hour it's very dangerous it's it's you should you should not be doing a hundred miles i don't care if, you know you've got because you're going to kill somebody or kill the person you're with but when the lights come on 
you can't just ignore them and continue to go down the street, like, especially when you pass two hospitals. And again, the, the, the police don't know what, who you are, what you're doing. You got to pull over for a second and say, officer, please get me to the hospital. Boom. And I would imagine, uh, uh, Mike, you guys would get in front. Let's, let's go. We'll get your, your mom to the hospital. And that's what was not done is you can't ignore just because you want to get some of the hospital. You can't, or whether it be lights off or whatever, you can't do 150 miles an hour and ignore, you know, they're, they're going to, they're going to think you're a danger to society and have to do what you have to do. Well, and that's exactly right. And it is dangerous. You know, it's dangerous to the patients who are trying to get to the hospital. It's dangerous for them. It's dangerous for every other citizen that's on that highway. So this is not an uncommon occurrence. We routinely get calls in the central Arkansas area of people that are transporting someone via personal vehicle because of a medical emergency. They'll call 911. They say, hey, I'm in this type of vehicle. I've got my emergency lights on and we'll send law enforcement to yep. try to intercept them. Uh, we'll send an ambulance to try to meet them. You know, we're, we're going to do whatever we can do. If this person had pulled over, I can assure you, Little Rock PD would have said, what can we do to assist you? They would have assessed the situation. They would have either had an ambulance respond to the scene. If that was quicker, they would have done everything they could to get them to the hospital. You know, our job is to help people. It's, it's not to... Um, to engage in that type of activity when it's not necessary. You know, I tell people all the time, so if a driver is, is driving down the road and for whatever reason they cross the left of center, they hit someone head on and they kill an innocent family. And everyone suspects that that driver's intoxicated. So we do a tox screen, it comes back saying, in fact, we're not intoxicated, that they were not DWI, whatever the case may be. That family is just as dead regardless of the circumstances. So whether this person that was aired in the story last night, whether they're driving a stolen vehicle, they're in the commission of a crime, if they're fleeing from law enforcement, they're putting themselves and everyone else on the roads in danger, we have to stop that. You know, there's there's ways to prevent that. And thank you for reminding me of that, and thank you for getting that story out there. If, if anyone listening to this, if you're involved in a medical emergency, call 911. Let us know what's going on. You know, that that's not the way to handle it. And on that point, uh, it was also reported that this uh, young lady was charged with a felony, and she was not. She was charged with misdemeanor fling because of the totality of the circumstances. She could have been charged with a felony, but she was not. She was charged with a misdemeanor. So there were just a lot of inaccuracies with the report. It was obviously biased um, against us. It's, it's just very frustrating. You know, we, we joke all the time, we don't need help. Again, we're human. We're not always going to get it right. But in this administration, I've made a point to say that when we mess up, we're going to dress up, stand up, and fess up. We're not going to hide behind, you know, our version of the truth. We're going to tell the truth, but we expect our media partners to do the same. Again, it's very important for the, the public to trust their law enforcement. There's a breakdown there. We also need to be able to trust our media, knowing that what they tell us is true. And unfortunately, uh, we were disappointed last night. Well, Mike, thanks so much for checking in with us. Uh, we, I, I told Roger the the irony and the fact that we just we yeah. did that. Of course, you know we were we were having fun with it, but we also yeah. talking about the training that goes into it and why you do it. And it, it is a very risky and a dangerous deal. But if again, if you don't do that, and that person ends up killing somebody, they're going to say, "Why didn't you do something?" It's no way. Yeah. Absolutely. So I, I think that the the suggestions that you gave to to handle that situation better is it, people need to remember all those those tips, and you won't have a situation. Thankfully, nobody was hurt. Yeah. Everybody was okay. The yeah, mother, so mother got to the hospital. Yeah. The, the driver was okay. And so, uh, yeah. but, uh, but but thanks for calling and giving uh, giving us your side, uh, Mike. Appreciate that. Appreciate what you guys do and the, the risk that you guys take every day. 
Hey, we appreciate you guys. Uh, y'all, y'all been a very fair and I guess responsible a member of the media for a long time. You're, uh, we appreciate the support towards law enforcement, towards our military, and just can't thank you enough for what you guys do. Okay, buddy. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate Colonel Mike Hager of the Arkansas State Police. Yeah, the, it's really crazy, Roger, that. Uh, not only that story comes out, but there was another story in, in West Memphis where, the, the, again, what happens is local police can't stop somebody, so they call the state police and say, we've got a guy going 100 miles an hour, and we can't stop him. Will you step in? And so state police stops in, and the guy won't stop him. You know what they do? They have to do a TVI. Yeah. You know what? The guy's not wearing a seatbelt again or whatever. He's killed in a crash. Yeah. So what do they tell us? Don't flee. Don't flee. Pull over and have the conversation. I know somebody can go, well, look what, you know, no telling what could happen if they get pulled over. Listen, if you don't pull over, that's what is going to happen. Yeah, we know that, that, situation. that result could be, yeah. Uh, uh, Josh, let's take a break. When we come back, we've got to play just a more uh, Razorback trivia brought to you by Capital Smokehouse Grill. Now, here's the thing we haven't mentioned. Today may be the day, Raj and Josh, that uh, Justin Moore has his 12th number one hit. So uh, I think today uh, is either today or some day this week where Justin will hit number 12. So that's really exciting. We're happy for him. Uh, it's his duet, and we'll, uh, we'll we may play that a little bit when we come back, but hopefully we'll get the good word on that. Uh, the number six six one one zero three seven. If you'd like to play, it's seven forty five. Morning Mayhem is live in Branson, Missouri.